Warning! This podcast may contain naughty language, including the C-word. Listener discretion is advised. Hey everybody, you've tuned into Shingler's List, where we talk movies, music, trending news, game sports, current affairs, and anything else that pops into our brains. I'm Dave Shingler, and I'm joined, as always, by the breaker of hearts, Cleon Bewley. I get, I float like paper, I get high <laughs> like planes, if you catch me on the border, I've got visas in my fucking name. Oh dear, that went a bit wrong. Is that last week's again. notes? Are you doing last week's notes it was, there? It was, like, it was, it was, it was last week's notes, it was, it was. Hi everybody, how are you? Welcome to Shingles List. How are you Dave, you alright? I'm good mate, I'm good, yeah. yeah. I'm sound actually, I'm not, I'm, I'm quite perky today. It doesn't feel like yeah. a Sunday today. Uh, for some reason, it's a bit strange. Um, we are recording on Sunday the 7th of June for anybody that is listening in the future. Um, so anything that happens on Monday, if you're listening Monday night, we don't know. We don't know about it yet. So sorry if anything cool happens tomorrow. We just don't know because we're not there. Keep it to yourself. Um, no, it hasn't, uh, it hasn't felt like a Sunday today. It's felt a little bit strange. The whole weekend's felt a bit strange, and the the weather's gone to shit as well. This time last week, I was like sitting in my pants, and it was sweating, and... And oh, Auntie, oh, and there's negativity in the air, and everybody's yeah. It's all a bit weird. It's all a bit strange. Yeah. Tell you what, though, I've um, what? I made a couple of purchases last week. Um, Go on. I'm back on the record purchasing, aren't I? You know, we're since oh, Dave, since lockdown. I'm back. like, yeah. Well, since lockdown started, I haven't actually bought any new records and um over on instagram I, I was taking part in this um may vinyl challenge and and a couple like a couple of three of the uh the the challenges for the day were like new records and things like that and i've literally only bought one new release this year which was um ozzy osbourne's new album uh which is very very good and is it good oh yeah i really 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 liked it um, what's it called um ordinary man i think i might have that wrong oh. actually I think it's called Ordinary Man. Um, I will fact check that now. Uh, but yeah, I wasn't like expecting overly much because his last couple of solo albums have not been brilliant compared to like 1980s Ozzy Osbourne. Uh, yeah, Ordinary Man it's called. Um, but no, I really enjoyed it. It, it. It's a really good album. And um, uh, Post Malone's on there as well. And I thought, well, if it's going to go wrong, it's going to go wrong with the Post Malone track. But it didn't. The, the Post Malone track was really good as well. Um, so yeah, that, but that, that's been the only new record I've bought this year. So I've had to like post that a few times to do this May Vinyl Challenge. And um, uh, last Monday, beginning of the month, new music got released on a Monday, which hasn't happened for the last, like, I don't know, five years or something. The, the world releases music on Fridays now, and uh, for some reason, um, there was a select few artists in the uh, synthwave scene uh, that decided to go for Monday as a, as a release date for new music. So um, there was a really cool uh, EP from Wave Shaper that was released on Monday. Very, very good. Uh, Robert Parker's new album went out for pre-order on Monday, so... Um, I really like Robert Parker's last uh, last album, and I don't know if you remember, we saw Robert Parker in Manchester on um, we did on the night night what was it called Night Arcade that was it. Um, it was that the guy who I had a picture with? No, that was who Future was Cop. Who was that? Future Cop. You kept on calling him Time Cop, but it was Future Cop. <laughs> oh right, sorry, I was very drunk. Was like, oh, Time Cop, the <laughs> picture. 
so yeah, Robert Parker. So I pre-ordered Robert Parker's new album, and then on Friday it was Bandcamp Day. Um, now Bandcamp, if you're not aware, is a platform. Say it. What? Say well, this one time at Bandcamp. There was this oh, one yeah. time at Bandcamp. Um, Bandcamp, uh, if you're not aware, it's like a, it's a platform online for independent artists and uh, labels and to, to sell the music and the merch. And it's it's a really good platform. I like Bandcamp. I've used it for uh, my solo stuff. I've used it for old bands. It's a really cool interface. It's a really good way of getting your stuff out there. But it's grown massive like over the years. And um, what they've done this year, this this was the third one, is uh, for 24 hours because artists can't go out and gig and and you know get money that way they've waived their fees for 24 hours so anything that you buy through bandcamp for them 24 hours um the artist gets or the label gets a hundred percent of the cash uh, bandcamp don't um charge their usual fee which was 10 percent. i don't know if it's changed over the years um so a load of artists go on on the friday and they put new music out as well so um i was keeping my eyes open for that one and um the new lost outrider album comes out in august but the pre-order mm. went live on bandcamp day um so i grabbed that that's out through uh, outland recordings a little plug for outland there um so I, I grabbed the pre-order for that one and then later on in the afternoon um there was an album from an artist called saint pepsi you know saint pepsi is like a vaporwave future funk artist and right. he had to stop using the name you may want to fact check me on this one but he had to stop using the name saint pepsi because pepsi basically told him to stop using the name saint pepsi and yeah you know, you're not really gonna win in court against the mic that is pepsi cola um so he, he had to stop using the name but last year i don't know how it came about uh, but he just released another album that like the first album under the name saint pepsi in like four or five years um called mannequin challenge and there's a label called My Pet Flamingo that put out Vaporwave and Future Funk albums. And they've been teasing, releasing a, a new album on Bandcamp Day. And they've been putting little clues up. And everybody was going, this is Mannequin Challenge. They're putting Mannequin Challenge out. And then they confirmed it on Bandcamp Day with a picture of the cover. So they released it on record, cassette, mini disc, and digital. Um, and I'm like, oh, I really like that album. I'm going to have to get... I, I really want to get my hands on it. Um, so... I went on. It went. It went live at five o'clock in the evening. By three minutes past five, it had totally sold out. I've, I've, I'm pretty certain in the history of my pet flamingo, uh, as a label uh, and Time Slaves, which is its sister label, that's the yeah. fastest a record has ever sold out. The record went in three minutes. Um, the cassette didn't what take. What was the unit on that? Uh, limited to five hundred. So 500 records um, in, in within three minutes. Uh, for this, bear in mind this very niche, small genre. Um, yeah. Like, the, the, the most, the quickest I saw a record sell out through Time Slaves was a few hours. It was Time Cop 1983's Night Drive. They did 500 for that as well. And it took, it, it went live at midnight and it was about four or five in the morning by the time it sold out. Uh, but yeah, three minutes it had gone. Um, I don't even think the guys at My Pet Flamingo had finished um, 
advertising that it was up for sale on social media before they realised it had actually sold out. And then um, they put a message out through Bandcamp that just said, um, I think we might need to do a repress. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, gone three minutes. And then the cassette sold out and then the mini disc sold out as well. Uh, but Should yeah, printing more? Um, well, that's the thing, you see. That I think the... I don't know the ins and outs with the way it works, but um, I've, too trendy. I've I, well, I've I've met it. I have actually met the guys from Time Slaves and Mapath and go really, really sound bunch of guys like uh, who, who run, the, run the label. Yes, yes. Were they wearing braces? No. Carry on. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so you're really, really cool bunch of guys, and I think. When they released the Time Cop nine eighty three album, that was five hundred um, uh, records, and it sold out. Um, yeah. And they did a repress of another five hundred, and and that didn't sell out as fast, but it eventually sold out. And then they released another Time Cop nineteen eighty three record, which was a, a previous album, and they actually put a thousand of them out, um, and it didn't sell as fast. Um, so it's that like I suppose it's that kind of happy medium do, do you put the, the smaller amount out let it sell out and do a repress or do you risk putting more out, getting more pressed and it just not selling out and then you're stuck with you know you're stuck with the, um, uh, the, the stock um, getting more pressed yeah, every so, time you, you know the, the smaller amount for me artists like fm84 their atlas their album atlas is is sought after in the synthwave community um and you know the same thing happened with them it's, it's had three pressings and it's 500 at a time and they've all sold out they've confirmed a fourth pressing for this year time cop 1983's night drive has been confirmed for a third pressing this year they will sell out again um but you know, do you risk it and do a massive press? Do you do two thousand, three thousand, and then you? No, stuck, you just do a thousand. The and um, then when you get close to eight hundred sales, you do another press. Well, uh, one of the things, especially in in this new vinyl community, which does my tits in, is people are very like. Um, when my Pat Flamingo sent the message out saying I think we need to do a repress somebody was very quick to comment. Well, as long as it differs from the first press, and it just seems to be. One of them things where people are like, they claim it's on, snobby. Yeah, it's very snobby. It's very like I've got a first pressing and 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 here it is. And you know, if you if you do a second pressing and it's exactly the same as the first, you're going to devalue the first pressing. It's not going to mean as much. And you know, which is great if you're just a flipper and you you're buying records to resell for profit. Um, but. I suppose if you're a genuine collector and you just like the idea of having a first press, then fair enough. For me, I could not give two shits. I had a first press and a second press of uh, FM84's Atlas. I only bought the second press to see if there was any sound, any sound differences, any difference in audio quality. And there isn't. It was exactly the same. And then I sold it. I sold it on to, actually, a, a synthwave artist called Metropolis. Um, and I sold it on for my i didn't i didn't sell it on for profit i literally just got back what i paid for it um there's got to be a synth way though it's called gotham I'll, I'll i'll google that after the show if there isn't i'll i'll start it that'll be me hey, <laughs> you've started off a, a memory uh from me from a, a record shop in tunstall this conversation oh, yeah. can you remember the old record shop in tunstall um what do you know what it's called I think it was called Our Price at the time. Oh, God, I remember Our Price, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I do remember. I it that's that's going price. going back some. That is, man. Um, I can't remember where it was though. I know. I, I definitely know. It was as a kid. Was. We've shopped there. You know the Tunstall High Street. Yeah, yeah. You know. So where is it? Superdruggers now. Oh, I don't really. I don't really know. On the corner, just after the charity shop, on the left, as you're driving up. Hmm. The really... only reason I know that is because I've also drove up Tunstall lately. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> there is, there is, um, there's a record store in Tunstall. I think it's called Rhapsody, Rhapsody Records, which I've never been to. Um, but it's meant to be a very, very good store, good little store. I've had a couple of friends who shop there and say it's a very cool record shop. I also remember Global Groove. Oh, round the back of the club? Yeah. On your way to... Um, Across the crossroads, there, yeah, apparently. yeah. On your way to yeah. what, what's what's that way? Bucknell. Bucknell. Yeah, Bucknell's that way. The other the other bit of the city. The other bit of the city. Bentley. Yeah, Global Groove. Remember Global Groove? Um, Bentley, where the fun ladies are from. <laughs> um, there's been, you know what? That, there's, there's been some cool record stores over the years. I mean, Mike Lloyd Music was my favourite back in the day. Which one was that? Uh, do you know where where Liquid was? What's it called? Now? Yeah, F- F- Fiction. Is it called Fiction? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just up there, wasn't it? Just um, where that? Oh yeah. Where where they put um, bar? Well, was it was it bar Cuba back when we Cuba, were going out? Breeze was it Cuba Breeze? I don't know, but it was the it's the one that just the got, skate shop. The skate shop. This, yeah, it was just below the the, the dazed the yeah. skate shop. Yeah, yeah. It's it's the one that they closed down last year for um, uh, what? How can we put it politely? Um, grooming miners. Yeah, they were grooming miners. That's what they were doing in there. <laughs> Yeah, so they shut that wow. down. Yeah. Mm. Um, but no, my clue music was that. That was definitely my favourite record store back in the day. Um, I mean, Music Mania, that's the link to my clue right there, but uh, Music Mania's a wicked shop. While we're talking in nostalgia, mm-hmm. and while we're, while we're on the subject and we're looking back at bygone times, <laughs> bygone times, <laughs> if you will, you know, I was watching television yesterday morning. Yeah. Uh, today's Sunday for the listeners uh, who are listening well, on day of recording. And I was watching Saturday morning programs. What the hell has happened on a Saturday morning, <laughs> David? <laughs> what the hell has happened? On... We've been in lockdown now for, what, 10 weeks, 11 weeks? Yeah. 10 weeks, 11 weeks. And on a Saturday morning, we've had... Saturday Kitchen, Saturday Morning with James Martin, Paul Hollywood, Pies and Puds, and Saturday Cooks, and also Jamie and his mate doing Saturday something or other in the kitchen. Can, what's happened to Saturday Morning TV, David? Whereas <clears throat> SMT, whereas SMTV gone? It's gone, mate. Whereas the Ministry of Mayhem gone? It's gone, mate. It's gone. Where the fuck is magic? It's gone. What's happened to the broom closet? The broom cupboard. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I might have had Schofield. Schofield in your head there, coming out of his broom closet. <laughs> <laughs> the broom <sighs> cupboard. Sorry. Oh, God. Sorry about that. David, what's going on? Come on, what? Is there anything that you can be doing? What, what's going on with Saturday morning television? Do you know it's what I think It's gone absolutely is? shocking. All we've got is like Channel 5, Smile. Yeah. Do you I've know, got young kids. I'm like, this is crap. Do you know what I think it is? Back when we were kids, you have to remember there was only four channels. Unless you were posh oh, as fuck what? and you had Sky, right? 
you know, but we, we only had four channels, so they had to adhere to, you know, different demographics. They had to put children's TV on at some point in the week. So, you know, after school, Monday to Friday, there was, uh, there was you know, um, CBBC and there was CITV or whatever it was called back in the day, and it ran for an hour and a half or something like that. And then you had your Saturday mornings where you had, like you've mentioned, SMTV and you had um, uh, Live and Kicking. Um, let's go. Uh, what was what was before Live and Kicking on the BBC? Um, um, the one that Schofield was on and... Uh, oh, live on. and Kicking. Oh, what was it? Go, going Live. I want to say Going Live. I'm not sure. Going Live. Going Live. Is that what it was called? Going um, Live. And like Andy yeah. Peters and all that like... Um, there's no need for them shows anymore because we're in the digital TV age. So children now have their own dedicated channels. They've literally got like 24 hours of children's TV programming on, on a selection of different channels, whether you've got Freeview or Sky or Cable. There um, is a need. Well, do you know what? I was thinking about this for a few weeks back. I think me and my lady were talking about it. Uh, how like... You don't get them, them like magazine shows anymore. Shows like Live and Kicking, where they have like you know musicians on and actors and stuff. And you know, you remember you used to be able to phone up. You could phone up in the morning, yeah. like, and and there's, there was a chance you could literally talk to, you know, take that. You could talk to Robbie yeah. Williams and Gary Barlow and whatnot because they had them on the show. And and but I suppose in in another sense you've now got things like social media where you can just tweet your favourite artist and potentially get a message yeah. back. It's a different time. I, it's a different I time. I disagree. I disagree. I, I think it's just assuming it's a different time. Do you know what, though? I, oh, they can just tweet them. I, yeah. I, I just think that. I think that there is a space for something like SNTV or the Ministry of Mayhem. Yeah. I thought Magic Stephen Mulhern was absolutely amazing in the mm. Ministry of Mayhem. I you, thought he was brilliant. They were all really, really good shows, but like I say, when you know, we, we, we're experiencing it from a different viewpoint because these are the shows that we had growing up. When you look at kids... Oh, today, no, SNTV was me hangover, I think. Well, yeah, I you, you, you know what you mean. You know. Um, <laughs> but we... The kids now, they've got access to anything they want, you know what I mean? So if there's... If there's nothing on the tally, on normal TV, they can watch any of the kids' TV channels. There's, you know, you've got your free ones like your CITVs and your CBBCs and all that. You know, you've got things like Cartoon Network, you've got um, Disney XD, you know, you've got Nickelodeon, you've got all these these channels on cable and on Sky that they can that they can see. Now, if they've gone through all them and there's nothing that they want to watch, they've got Netflix, they've got Prime, you know, the Sky Go. You know what I mean? Um, there's now Disney Plus. They've got access to anything they want to watch on demand. There's YouTube. There's YouTube for kids. Um, and so they don't really have a need for these Saturday morning magazine shows. However... You imagine this for an idea. You imagine. On. I'll give you this, people, but I'm claiming trademark for this idea. I'm claiming the trademark for this idea. I could put this out, Dave. I've already got one idea. You get Little Mix on chairs. One, two, three, four, five. So you've got five <laughs> chairs with Little Mix on. You've got one, two, three, four, five vats of ooze or gunge. I thought there was or... only four members of Little Mix. Are you on the other chair? <laughs> is it five? Is it? I don't know how many Little Mix or is there, is, 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 is there are. Is it four or five? There's four. So you get four members of Little Mix, yeah? And you yeah. put them suspended on 
on chairs. You get four active gunk who's you know what Nickelodeon them kids yeah. like. Yeah. You put little mix on there, right? You text in on the show and whoever gets the most taxis gets dropped in it. I see what you're saying, and it sounds like fun, right? But think of the yes. think, think of the culture that we're living in today. That would almost be deemed as hate culture. You know what I mean? The one that Anarchy. the one that they don't like the most gets gunged, and then that one gets a complex and ends up getting loads of surgery. Hang on a minute. One of them have already done that, haven't they? So yeah, oh. that's never gonna happen. I mean, oh, I love watching. Sla- I love watching right, celebrities we'll get, get gunged. We'll get blue then. We'll get blue. Oh, blue are fine. Right. Yeah, we can gunge them because we'll, they'll we'll take it. Blue. You can say yeah, blue are a good bunch of lads. You can say you can say whatever you want to blue. They're all beautiful, so it doesn't matter. Even even Thanks. even the ugly one. He's beautiful too. <laughs> <laughs> we won't bring his name into it. Especially Duncan. Duncan is a beautiful man, isn't he, Cleon? <laughs> He is do you a me- beauty. Do you, remember, do you remember that time he stood behind us when we were dressed as ladies and he put his arms around us? Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. I'll never, yeah. For- I'll never forget yeah. that night. <laughs> Wrestling. Wrestling. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, no, just sorry. Moving on. Moving just back to the Saturday morning TV <laughs> things. Right. What I was going to say was, um, as much as my kids have got access to anything they want to watch, I personally think that my kids and a lot of other people's kids would genuinely love like a Saturday morning magazine show. It wouldn't necessarily need to be aired on a Saturday morning on the BBC or anything like that, but just a show that is available on demand, something on something like Live and Kicking on Netflix, something like that on, on YouTube or, or whatever, where, you know what I mean, the show goes up and... You know, the, Netflix have done this with um, they do it with certain seasons where they on, where they do air it like like a weekly episodic TV show, and they only put one episode a week or two episodes up a week. They're doing it with Snowpiercer at the moment. They did it with uh, the Michael Jordan, the, the Chicago Bulls biopic that they've just aired. You know, and you could yeah. do it like that, um, where you know it doesn't necessarily have to be live, but it can be interactive where you can tweet the show and you know oh next week we're getting um liam gallagher on next week we're getting um uh, little mix on next week we're getting this person on tweet your questions uh, send your videos you know what i mean you could literally send a video Take and challenges yeah these are the four things we're going to get them to do yeah. which one do you want them to do and you could you could let you could do a show like that and i think my kids would love it you know you get their favorite like um celebrities on actors you know, musicians and even because you know we're, we're living in an age now where it's not just what i call real celebrities like actors and musicians and whatnot it's like youtube celebrities you know what i mean it's 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 you know youtube creators that have found fame that you could get you know them guys on my lad watches loads of uh, youtube creators like gamers and stuff like that and you know you get one of them on talk to them how they got into it blah 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 submit your questions i think my kids would love a show somewhat similar to live and kicking just make the the format more modern you know what i mean make it so that it is interactive and uh, that it does use new channels of social media and you know throw a bit of cash at it which is why you need somebody like netflix or prime or even sky you know what i mean to um mm. to throw that cash at it uh, and and i think it'd go down a treat personally i think a show like live and kicking just modernized um would would work Absolutely Get them fantastic. two geezers from Love Island off it, that Keenan and Cal or whatever his <laughs> name is. Them two. <laughs> Who loves Einstein? <laughs> yeah, 
You know, you know who I'm on about. Them two lads with the long hair. I don't right. watch Love Island. We'll get them dudes. I don't do it, so. Love I'm not interested in presenting. I want to create and direct. <laughs> well, I think we've just... I mean, if anybody's listening, like, um, I think we've just sold that, that show. Yeah, if anyway, I might just send this clip to Netflix and go, you're on to a winner here, guys. Don't have to pay me. It's fine. Just get the show made. <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't be, have to pay Dave. I'll be paid in happiness just from watching it and tweeting my favourite celebrities. <laughs> That'll be my. Thing. I, however, I, however, want to get paid for it. <laughs> yeah. If I did it for the money, I wouldn't do it. My theory. Uh, uh, oh, if been... there's no money, I wouldn't do it at all. Anyway, we were segging into wrestling. We were segueing into wrestling. There's a there's a wrestling a wrestling show on tonight. Now is there? You're you're old school, Cleon. You, you, um, I am. You, you like old school wrestling, don't you? You've not, you've not really been into new and, and up to date wrestling. You, you're an old school guy, aren't you? So I've you... got some old school matches as well that I've been watching mm. to go into as well. But we'll do that. Well, after. Go on, carry on, mate. Well, you remember when the WWE used to put pay per views on, and they only used to put four yeah. on a year. Yeah, the the four big pay per views of the Rumble, you had Mania, SummerSlam, and Survivor Series. And then they started yeah. adding other little pay per views, and they were called in your house so it was like wwe in your house and then it'd have like another name after that and i can't think of any of them what any of them called there was one called in your house degeneration x actually um that's just popping to my head well the wwe have brought back in your house yes i know i know and it's but they're doing it for the nxt brand so nxt takeover in your house is tonight now once again we're recording this on Sunday the 7th, um, so anybody listening tomorrow, NXT in your house has already happened. Uh, I'm planning on staying up and watching it, so I'm going to see how that works out for me, though. Uh, I had a bit of a lie-in this morning, so you know I've got a bit of extra fuel in the tank. But the bringing back in your house, which I'm really excited for, I love anything gimmicky. When it comes to wrestling, I love gimmicks. Yeah. I love it when they bring back old things, um, and they bring back these 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 you know these pay-per-views these names these brands and in your house just it's so nostalgic because it's it's from when i really started getting into wrestling like a lot of friends um that i know got into it slightly before me they they were into the you know that the hulk hogan era the ultimate warrior era the sergeant slaughter era and i started getting into it like a couple of years after like hulk had already moved over to wcw and and that's when i kind of started getting into wrestling through wcw to be honest uh, but these NXT, sorry, not NXT, these in-your-house pay-per-views are what I remember from the 90s. And um, how, I, how I got into wrestling was our next-door, uh, mine and my next-door neighbour had Sky. Yeah. But it was during the time where Sky wasn't a little dish on the side of your building. Yeah. Our Sky disc was a massive, massive thing on thing. tripods on yeah. top of the garage and next-doors was similar on their lawn it was a yeah, huge yeah, satellite yeah. dish and we used to go around next door for the rumble um i've got me talking 92s 93s because this was the time of the colorful jake the snake yeah. the colorful ultimate warrior uh mr perfect um it was the big wrestlers uh, oh god uh, the big boss man um all them guys, that was the... And then I fell out of it again and got back into it when it was around the time of the Raw Attitude era. Yeah. And that's when I jumped back in again. Sorry, yeah. dude. 
No, no, no. Just um, I was just saying, like I, I love these 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 nostalgia shows, and that that is when I started getting back into it. Now I used to watch wrestling um, through. I didn't have Sky. We didn't have Sky as a kid. Um, but what uh, what I did have was we, we managed to acquire a Sky Dish um, and uh, an old analog receiver. And we managed to get the signal. And if you turned your dish slightly a different way and picked up to point at a different satellite, um, you got an absolute ton of free European channels. But it was things like uh, MTV Europe. Um, there was a, 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 a MTV Two. Uh, there was a music channel called Viva that was German, um, which was a really, really good channel. There was German sports channels. Um, and one of the channels uh, was DSF, which was a German sports channel. And they used to air WWE Raw. They aired it every week. Mm. And it was it was delayed. So I think it was on a Friday. And if you, I don't know if you remember, but TNT over here was Turner Network Television. But it was, Turner, it was, it was what is Turner Classic Movies now. And it used to just play old films. But on a Friday, they started airing WCW um, Nitro. So I used to watch WCW Nitro, and then when that had finished, because um, I got TNT through the, through this sky dish, this satellite dish, um, when that finished, you'd flip it over to DSF, which was the, the German sports channel, and WWE Raw would start. And the cool thing about it was, even though it was a German channel, they didn't dub it, they subtitled it. So you could watch it, and it was all in English, and it was just subtitled in German. So it was, you know, it was as good as anything to watch. Yeah. But because I didn't have Sky, I couldn't watch the pay-per-views. So the way around that was, there was a few of us at school that were um, wrestling fans, and there was, you know, a few people had Sky Sports because the dad had it for the football. So whenever there was a pay-per-view on, now if I know we've 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 got some listeners in America to the podcast, so. To explain to the listeners in America, there's no pay-per-view market in the UK. There really is no pay-per-view market in the yeah. UK. There's recently, there's just been on an AEW pay-per-view, and in America it was $50. Now over here, it was $20. Not £20, it was $20, which is about 17 quid. Now back in the 90s, the WWE pay-per-views were not on pay-per-view. They were just on our Sky Sports channel. Just on Sky so Sports. So as long as you subscribe to Sky Sports, you got these pay-per-views. And there was a lad, uh, his name was Martin, and his dad had Sky Sports for the football. So whenever there was a pay-per-view on, he'd stick a videotape in and he'd just hit record and he would record the wrestling. And that tape for the rest of the week just got circulated around everybody in the class that wanted to watch it, which was a godsend. And when when they did when they did like that Capital Carnage show that was in London, and that did go on pay per view, it was fifteen quid, I think. Um, we all just chipped in a couple of quid each, and we went round his house, and his uh, his dad let us order it, and um, we went round his house, and we all chipped in a couple of quid, and we all watched it like round his house. So that that's how we got around the pay per views, um, but. Yeah, going into coming away from NXT there, but yeah. So tonight's NXT um, in your house, and it's a really, really good card. Now I haven't watched episodic um, WWE TV for a while because it's awful. But these NXT takeover cards are always really good. You've got Tommaso Ciampa versus Karrion Cross, Charlotte Flair, who's the current NXT champion, versus Rhea Ripley versus Io Shirai. Uh, Finn- is she? Is she actually Ric Flair's daughter? Yeah. Actually, okay. Rick Flair's daughter. 
um, which about four years ago you could tell, but now she's had an absolute fuck ton of surgery, so you can't tell anymore. Um, <laughs> uh, you've got Finn Balor versus Damian Priest, who Damian Priest was Punishment Martinez on the independent scene. He was a little bit creepy. Um, I like Finn Balor. Scares me, but Finn Balor's cool as. Um, Adam Cole versus the Velveteen Dream in, in a last chance backlot brawl. Apparently this match has already been filmed. This one isn't live. It's been filmed and it's in, I think it's in a car park or something like that. Now, the Velveteen Dream is a fantastic character, Cleo. And if you're old school and you like wrestling characters, you'll love Velveteen Dream. He's Why? absolutely brilliant because he's, he's this flamboyant... Um, oh, I, I want to use the word I want to use the words gender neutral but I don't want to trigger you because that's not what because that's not what I mean right same yeah but when you see him he's <laughs> the, the character is fucking brilliant uh, so Adam Cole's the current champion he's facing Valveteen Dream in this um, last chance backlot brawl uh, Keith Lee Versus Johnny Gargano, that's going to be awesome. That's for the NXT North American title. And then there's a six-woman tag team match. Mia Yim, um, uh, Shotzi Blackheart, Tegan Knox, Candice LeRae, Dakota Kai, and Raquel Gonzalez. Which, it's just a really, really fun card. And normally with these cards, they're over within about three hours as well. So it's not it's not tedious watching. Um, yeah. But I'm, I'm looking forward to that. The one thing I do hope that they do, and I know they're not going to because there's no point because there's no crowds, is as well as bringing back the In Your House name, they bring back the old set where they actually yeah. had somebody's like house and front garden and whatnot on the set. I, I loved the old WWE sets. They don't, <laughs> do you know what? They don't do them anymore. They've got them big LED light boards. Yeah, and they don't make, they don't make they the don't old do sets. The little things. Do you know why? Do you know why they don't do why? them? Uh, because they look shit in HD. Oh, fair. That, that's a, that's why they stopped doing it. Because when the 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 WWE really struggled transitioning into high def, uh, for some reason, you would think you know something that big they would be able to do it. But they really struggled transitioning into high def. And when they did, they started to realize how awful everything looks in high definition. And then they started caking Shawn Michaels in a ton of makeup, which made him look weird. When he was orange, yeah, it was strange as. Um, so all them old sets don't look very good in HD. So they scrapped them and just started using LED light boards, which makes every single set now look so generic and boring. They just change the colour of everything. Um, but yeah, no, it's nothing to do with money or, any, or making it look big and fancy. It's just they look crap in high definition, so they stopped doing them. Yeah. Well, I, um, I watched some of the... Well, one of my favourite wrestlers of all time. He's, I think he's in my top five anyway. Um, as the Undertaker, he's fucking brilliant. Undertaker, brilliant. Taker, whatever way you want to call him. And I was watching some of his greatest matches um, of the last 10, 15 years. Yeah. So he's run against Shawn Michaels. Um, I think he's beat he beat Shawn Michaels here, there, and everywhere. Yeah, yeah. He's run against the game. He's beat the game a few times in Saudi Arabia. Um, <laughs> and he's absolute cock up. Uh, the DX versus the Brothers of Mass Destruction oh, in the showdown in awful. Australia. Did you watch that? Um, yeah, no, I, yeah, I watched it live, um, and I remember, I remember watching it, and you know, being <laughs> being somewhat of um, you know, I've been a wrestling fan for a long time, and knowing kind of how matches are 
are, are played out and whatnot and and how things are called in the ring i instantly spotted when something went wrong and it's like i think triple h is injured where is he and it's like because uh, he tore his peck his peck completely off the bloody bone tore his peck completely um, off the bone <laughs> and oh what an absolute <laughs> shit show of a match that was but when it got announced i was like really sean you couldn't just stay retired could you you had to do this um i love hbk he's my favorite wrestler ever hbk his mask came um, off and he couldn't yeah, see what he was doing his mask came <laughs> off um <laughs> oh god it was shambolic i mean it's funny and you can laugh about it now but jesus it was awful it was an absolute shit show did you know what taker's role was in the montreal screw job um i i was under the understanding that he didn't have a role and he didn't know anything about it but um no he didn't do, know anything about i it. do know I that mean, he was I do know that, yeah, he, I know that he was utterly pissed off and he demanded answers off Vince as to what was going on, what went down. I believe he stormed into his office um, just after. So, uh, the way the story went from The Undertaker, by the way, um, he was walking, heading down towards, um, oh, Brett the Hitman Hart's uh, changing room, following the Montreal screw job mm. uh, and looking for Vince. And Vince was already on his way to Brett the Hitman Hart's changing room so the undertaker got rid of everybody out the room yeah that was his role and he protected the boss if you will got rid yeah. of everybody because he wanted no answers and then vince said you get one he had a shouting match and yeah. then vince said yeah. to brett the hitman heart you get one <laughs> he got up a cut he did knocked out he did he did um well well brett said to vince if you're still because he went for a shower and he said if you're still here yeah um i'll, I'll knock you out and he was still there and uh, it was um, was it Doc Hendricks or was it uh, not Doc Hendricks? Michael Hayes, same person, Michael Hayes, um, or was it one? Was it the Briscoe? Um, I can't remember. Somebody said to Vince, "You've got to give him one. You've got to give him one. You've got to give him one punch. You know, you, you need to take it." Um, and Brett, it was Brett that said, "If you're still here when I get out of the shower, I'm going to knock you out." And he stayed, and he was still there, and he knocked him out. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> Undertaker said, "I don't know where this hand came from, but he yeah. completely came in the middle of about nine people and knocked out Vince McMahon." <laughs> well, the thing the thing about Taker at the moment is, is he's now <clears throat> after thirty years of staying in character, he's now come out of character. Um, and, yeah. and there's a documentary airing on the network, uh, which is really really good um which is followed it's it, cameras have followed That's what I've done, I've watched it. yeah it's 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 brilliant it's 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 absolutely brilliant and i think it's very cool that you've had a character that stayed in character for so long and now you know he's decided to come out of character and let people in because you've literally got 30 years worth of stories for him to tell so it's not going to get old it's going to take so long for it to get old yep. But the one thing I do love is that relationship between Vince and Taker. You know what I mean? There's a bit where yeah. they ask Vince what he means to him, and Vince is like, nah. And he cuts the cameras, and he starts welling up. Like, he's like, nah, we're not doing that. Um, so that relationship that them two have got, and <clears throat> how they would literally take a bullet for each other. But Taker's like the one guy that was down in the trenches with Vince back in the 90s when they nearly lost. They nearly lost the WWE. They were nearly went out yeah. of business, and Taker stayed with him for the whole thing. <clears throat> there wasn't he many. Did. There wasn't many that did that, and Taker did. 
So, a lot's been going on in England. What's the coronavirus update, partner? Well, me old chumney warner, my um, little matey. I went to tune in to the press conference today, but they're not doing it. And it wasn't on. Yeah, they've they've stopped. Are you ready for this? They've stopped doing um, press conferences because of poor viewing figures. <laughs> it's been cancelled. It's been axed because of poor viewing figures. Uh, and that's just at the weekend, though. Like, so they're not they're not airing them at the weekend anymore because you know it's not important to get this information out there. But then again, I suppose, you know, we've got the internet and all these other mediums where you can send the information out. So what I've found today is I believe there's, I say only, it's still too many, uh, 77. We've got 77 extra deaths reported today, which takes the total up to 40,542 deaths. Um, And there's uh, 286,000 confirmed cases um, which is up by 1,557. So, the numbers at the moment, um, they are... Let me just change this, change this to deaths, because it's on new cases. They are up and down, and up and down, and up and down. So, the the peak was... In April, it went to... It, I've got like 1,103 is the peak oh that's a bit higher actually um but now it seems to be like there's no there's no leveling out there's no slope down there's no slope up it's like you know it's 413 then it's 300 then it's 200 then it's 100 then it's 300 then it's 100 then it's 300 you know what i mean then it's 77 there's no kind of steady leveling of it it's kind of all over the place so I, I don't know what to make of these figures. I'm also at a point where I'm, I'm just getting a bit like, I, I, ha, has it been has it been blown out of proportion, or are we doing the right thing, or are we doing the right thing just not well enough? I I think it's been I. Uh, it's so tricky, I isn't it? Get in trouble! I think it's been blown out of proportion. Do Fuck you, it, I'll say it. Do you know I've what? Been there's holding back. No, we've blown this whole thing out of proportion. I believe. I'm sorry. There's so many things going on in the world at the moment. Um, you know, with um, Black Lives Matter protests, COVID nineteen, um, and and there are so many sides that you can you can look at every story from, and. I've I've found personally, I'm trying to find a nice middle ground to view things from, um, but sometimes a middle ground isn't good enough. Sometimes you've got to take a, you know an, another approach and 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 believe it and stick with it. Yeah. And one of the problems I've been facing is studying at uni recently. Um, I had to do a. Um, philosophy mod- mini module and I the had philosophizer. To, yeah I had to do one last year as well and it put me it's put me back into that kind of philosophy mode where you know there's there's two sides to an argument which side's right and it's like well none of them are actually right but none of them are wrong and I, I and when when I study the ins and outs of philosophy 
it makes it harder for me to make decisions. And to the point where my last assignment, I had an art history question and a philosophy question. And I, and I hate art history, but I didn't do the philosophy question because I was like, I can't answer it. I, I don't know. I can't, I can't actually solidify an answer for that question because I just can't pick which side. Um, and I ended up doing the art history question, even though I fucking hate art history. Um, uh-huh. But... So I'm I'm trying to see things from all angles, which in turn I think is making me not not solidify myself to a side. So you know, it has it been blown sitting out. Sitting on the fence, you'll get splinters. Well, I'm not sitting on the fence as such. I just I'm just trying to take all of the information in. It's not like I'm sitting on the fence going, oh, well, you know, it's not my problem. I'll let everybody else de- deal with that. I just simply don't know. And I can't, I can't get, I can't solidify myself to an answer with the information that I've got. That's the problem. The inf- with the information I've got, you know, because is I've I've heard stories that there's a woman put a video up this week who said um, her dad died of a heart attack, and on the death certificate it was put down as COVID nineteen, and she's like, he didn't have COVID nineteen. He died of a heart attack, but it's been put down as COVID nineteen, and apparently she's been told that doctors are being paid more for um uh, putting down covid-19 deaths and stuff like that and if what she's saying is true then that's fucking awful but another side of that is well prove it i can sit in front of a camera and go oh yeah. me, me mate me mate jeff this is what's happening me mate jeff died of a of a you know of whatever and um Oh, but but it was put down as COVID nineteen, and he didn't have that. I can say that. I can't prove it. You have she, to prove it. She didn't prove it. You know what I mean? She said something, and she hasn't. I've got no reason not to believe her. I don't know the woman, but everything she said, she hasn't proved. So is she telling the truth? I don't know. Are the death rates being inflated? Are they are they being well? Well, no. Next year, because next year, if there's a spike in flu deaths, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, mm. then yes, they were being yes, they were being inflated. And being exaggerated. It's, it's stuff that um, time. It's, it is going to take time to get for everything to come out. Um, I mean, we're, we're we're in a situation at the moment with the furlough scheme, um, where if you if you are not originally part, if you're not part of the original furlough scheme, which ends at the end of this month, you are not eligible for part two of the furlough scheme, which starts yeah. in July in businesses. And you, you've, you must, you have to have been furloughed for a minimum of three weeks. So businesses have now got three days left to furlough any other staff that they want to be furloughed over the summer. You know what I mean? Or up, up for, for the next part of of um, of, uh, of the furlough scheme, which starts in August, or July, August, something like that. Um, they've got th- three days. It's Ju- June the tenth is the cutoff to make sure that them staff members have been furloughed for three weeks before the July the first deadline for the new start of the furlough scheme. And that this is the one where it's like that you know workers working part time and the companies paying the workers yeah. and paying towards the furlough scheme. And it's just like we've had we've had a couple of months of security. Well, not everybody in the country, but we've had a couple of months of security, and and now it's just like everything's getting a bit edgy again when it when it comes to that. Yeah, everybody is getting a bit edgy, me included. If you want me to be honest, yeah. I've been furloughed since pretty much the scheme started. Yeah, me too. We're, we're both um, in the same. So I'm getting a little bit edgy, um, but I think everyone's edgy at this moment in time. There's a lot of anger. Um, there is. Going on. There is. 
it's um, it's a it's a com. I genuinely think it's a combination of everything that's going on in the world, and it's everybody's getting a bit angry, and it's all getting um, what's the word I'm looking for? Inflated. Everything's getting inflated as well, and yeah. I think the media aren't helping. Yeah, the media aren't helping. Uh, people are getting angry. People want to shout at somebody, but they don't know who to shout at, so they started shouting at each other. Um, something similar has happened on my Instagram feed last week. Um, and, and it was literally a, a guy who, who I class as a, a social media friend, I've known him for a, two or three years now, um, got so annoyed with what was happening on social media he spoke out about it and i don't think he went about it the right way and i've spoke to him (laughs) i've I've spoke to him about it and i've told him exactly what i think and what i thought was wrong with what he did and what he said and he's cool with that because we engaged in conversation whereas a lot of people now he had over like 200 comments on this post and a lot of it were just it was literal just like go fuck yourself take this post down you you're not allowed to say that you you can't say that uh, if you believe this we can't follow each other anymore and and this is due to the ongoing riots that are happening in america yeah the social media that's coming out between black lives matter all lives matter lives yeah, matter yeah all, lives, all matter. lives matter and lives matter and consequence splinter groups that have all formed off it. Um, now, in the UK, we have had some protests. Mm, so yeah. we had protests in Manchester, Cardiff and Leicester, Sheffield. They were all peaceful protests. They went down without a hitch, social distancing, etc. Well done to Manchester, Cardiff, Leicester and Sheffield. Well done, guys. Well done. We kept it civil and we did... <laughs> Uh, social distancing well done congratulations guys uh, in london there was violence at 10 downing street um towards the police you always can get violence yeah. around five o'clock people's sugar levels are low there should be a hot dog stand available for everybody um in bristol um i do like what happened in bristol I- i've got to say i tip me hat oh it. yeah with the um i tip me hat at it so in Bristol, they've tore down a statue of slave trader Edward Colston, yeah, who yeah. transported between seventy and 80,000 uh, slaves from uh, Africa to America. He got paid around 75 cents per he transferred over, and that equals to around about £60,000 in today's money. Yeah. Go back, that equals just short of uh, around so many hundred million um, that's where he, he left that's... He, he left his wealth to the bristol streets memorials and buildings hence hence the statue this mm. is not a war memorial he what? was dragged are you listening to this dave he was dragged through the streets to the harbor before the statue's neck was knelt on and kicked into the harbor mm. I, haven't I seen, do like that. I haven't I seen like the video of the dragon. I, I saw the video of them tearing it down, and there's a there's there is there's a building and a street and everything named after him as well, isn't there? And it's yeah. <clears throat> you know he he made his money through the slave trade. He may have done yeah. he may have done a million other things. I don't know. I don't know the history of him. He may have done a million other things, but he made his money and his name through the slave trade. 
and it's it's time to move on it's time to move yeah. on you know what i mean you've got to move on and we, we, had, good job done, we, we had the similar conversation a couple of years ago didn't we about the one in in america in the southern states yeah. with that statue there and it was the same thing he was a slaver you know what i mean it's and, i was thinking about that when i was taking a look at the statue of edward colston and i was thinking was it england or america where there was there was the right there was statue the, yeah there was the riots one with Antifa and uh, the KKK and stuff like that um, rip them down I might if be wrong got, about I don't know if the KKK direct... were there or not but um... no no let me let me let me just paragraph and paragraph and paragraph for our lovely millennial friends who like to go yeah but me, 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 me. now there is an argument for the way uh, win- what Winston Churchill's thoughts were or how it, what his thoughts were on white supremacy. There is an argument for that. And there is an argument for that. Well, you've got to stand up to that. However, the war memorial in Winston Churchill, that wasn't erected because of anything to do with those circumstances. Yeah, yeah. He has a war memorial because he was the prime minister and he won Nazi Germany. Yeah. Or he was in charge of England when yeah, we won Nazi yeah. Germany. There's so just, that's why that's the war memorial. So mm. I, I understand what everyone's saying, but leave that alone. Has has that um has that statue actually been desecrated this time? Because I know I don't think so, I know people have been sharing a picture, but it's from twenty years ago. He got in it, every it, yeah. in every single protest, Dave, in London, they defecate all the statues and blah 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 and blah blah blah. This is no different to any other protest. It's just how some people are. Yeah, I think I think it's a combination with, with the riots. I'm I'm all up for a protest and especially a peaceful protest. There, there was there was a Black Lives Matter protest in in our city. It was in uh, it took part in Hanley Park. Um, there was no there, yeah yeah yeah. It was on um, oh, what day was it on? I think it was on a Thursday. Uh, it should have been in Longton, but the police banned it, uh, so they just moved it to Hanley. Um, but do you know where they've they've done the bandstand up and they've put the new shop uh, in where the the big building is, and they've, they've they've made it all look lovely, and they've been working on it for about what seems like twenty fucking years, and they've eventually finished it. It all took part yeah. there, and uh, the Sentinel were there taking pictures, and you know what? Everybody was social distancing. From the look of the pictures, anyway, everybody was social distancing. Uh, they had speakers in the bandstand, um, and it just looked like such a good protest. Not even like a, a really good gathering to show support for the movement. Um, yeah. Which is fine, but I also... I will never condone rioting and, and looting, especially looting. You know what I mean? That's not... Why don't... Why burn down and trash your own city? You know what I mean? You've got to live there. Why I, I do I don't that? agree you should burn down and trash it. Yeah. Um, but... Footlocker could get a looting, though. <laughs> I could definitely do with some new Jordans. Um, so, <laughs> the... The the issue in my head is you're gonna get when there's protests, there's gonna be people there that have got no care about the protest, they're gonna use it as an excuse to riot because that's just the type of person that they are. You're yeah. also gonna see people who are gonna use it as an excuse to loot because that's just the type of person that they are. You're also gonna get genuine protesters that are going, We've been peacefully protesting for decades 
and it's done nothing and now we're angry and we need to make sure we are seen so that's when it turns to riots because they're that angry and they don't know what to do because nobody's listening so let's make them listen and then you get that argument of this is the wrong way to do it well what else do you want us to do because nobody's listening and once again i don't know the answer and i think the only the only way that i personally think i can help towards the cause because i felt strongly enough this week to post about it on social media i felt strongly enough to support it on social media but the only way that i think that i can support the cause is literally by educating myself on the history of everything that's been going on and learning on how to deal with certain situations and and actually making a point because there's been so many times where i have been silent in situations where somebody said something and you go you're not allowed to say that that's not very nice but you just kind of walk off and don't say anything because you don't want the grief and it's now you know actually standing up and going you know what mate you can't say that that isn't that's not that's not the that's not a good thing to say um and actually making a point whether it be with friends or family and actually standing up and going no you can't you can't say that that's wrong and and actually being vocal about it um the the whole i understand why there's protests and i get why people are doing it but especially with if everything that they're saying about COVID-19 is true and the social distancing measures should be in place, then I, I don't want to go out and protest. I don't want to go out in public yeah. with that many people. So doing what I can from the house on social media, and I'm not talking about actively like being aggressive online, just calling people up, calling people out when they say something that just isn't true. You know what I mean? I've posted something on Facebook today, and I have had a couple of people message me or and saying, "Dude, are you, are you joking with that?" He's saying, and I'm like, "No, I'm not joking. This is this has been my experience. I don't care. This has been yeah. my yeah. This has been my experience of what I've seen online, and I'm now calling them people out. I'm not joking. And and I, I and you know they've they've said things to me, and I understand why they're saying them things, and and I'm not disagreeing with what they're saying at all. I'm completely disappointed in everybody on Facebook at this moment in time. It's like I see you, closet racist. It's yeah, it's yeah. it's really bad. People are putting themselves. I think the re- I think people need to understand that when they're actually posting things online, relatively if they're posting things straight away off their own head, like um, I don't understand why this was why this person's had this attention and this person hasn't mm. or why aren't we putting what was what happened with like lee rigby that was completely yeah. different thing altogether yeah, yeah what are you talking do you about know, do you know what the, the whole and re- because you put something like that up it then brings the person reading your shit to question your intelligence mm. because you're going i know this person and they're posting something like this utter balland the whole so week- that's just a message out to the listeners Please subscribe and like us for five stars. <laughs> to just, 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 to just before you post something that you think is, yeah, it's from my point of view. It's seen it from your point of view. To just remember what your point of view or your standpoint is, hmm. not where it comes from. Just what your standpoint is, because you're sounding inc- incredibly stupid and slightly, well, just stupid let's just leave it at stupid i, w- I will That's say probably as well the best place to leave it it's perfectly okay to change your mind on anything 
It's not you're not a hypocrite if you change your mind. If you if yeah. you if you believe something and you're standing by it, and then all of a sudden you go, mm, actually, I might be wrong. That's fine. It's okay to to change your mind on stuff. You know what I mean? It's all about education and listening and talking. And one thing I will say as well, for God's sake, if somebody if you don't agree with what somebody's saying online, don't unfriend and block them. Don't. don't don't do that. Just yeah. we're never going to progress as as as, 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 a, as a people if we don't listen to what other people have got to say. You know what I mean? And now, if if what that person is saying is coming from a horrible, hateful place, and and it's just pure nastiness, then fair enough. You know, get rid of them. But if it's if it's just a difference of opinion. And you know they're providing, you know, factual evidence. It's not. It's not just like uh, nastiness. If it's like evidence and factual stuff, and they're, they're bringing things in, they're going, yeah, but what about this and what about that and blah blah blah. And you can have a conversation with them, and you can get these the other side of the story. Then you know you need people need to do that. They need to listen to what other people are saying. If it's just flat out refusal, if it's flat out just hatefulness and nastiness, and it comes from lies. Um, then no, you you don't need that kind of shit in your life. But like I say, what what happened to that guy who I know on Instagram? It was just like, if you think that, then we can no longer be friends. Instead of going, actually, have you tried looking at it from this point of view? Um, can can I say in regards to what you've just said here? Can I come back at you with this? What do you think of that? And actually engaging in some kind of conversation. You know, if you're greeted back with nastiness, then, then you know, it's, it's a lost cause. But I encourage everybody to not block and delete. Don't block and delete. Just have people there so you can talk to them. You know what I mean? There's no point in burning bridges if you can eventually talk to somebody at all. Yeah. Not much. Just my thoughts. Just my thoughts on that. So just everybody on Facebook, just let's take a step back from the keyboard Remember, you can get smacked in the mouth. Take a step back <laughs> and relax. And think a while. Go out, listen to the fucking birds tweeting. Tomorrow, I'm going on a, um, I'm going on a digital detox. Ooh. I'm going to put the phone. I'm going to put the phone away during the day, completely. Going to put it away and forget about it all day. Um, and kind of come off the, the the drug, so to speak. Anyway, I'd like to address something, David. When is the Newcastle takeover going to happen? Has it not happened yet? Still not happened. I think we're in the eighth week and still no progress on the Newcastle United takeover. Now, David, I'm getting very unhappy about this. Now, the Saudi Arabia PIF fund, you promised that you were going to take over, uh, get rid of Mike Ashley and then free us Geordies. Amanda Stavely, what's going on? It's Sunday. I'm hoping tomorrow morning. I'm hoping. I'm hoping tomorrow morning. <laughs> I'm hoping, as I do every single Sunday night for the last eight weeks, I go to bed hoping that tomorrow morning I turn on Sky Sports News and it comes up. Mike Ashley sells Newcastle United to the Saudi PIF fund. Every single Sunday night, I wish for that. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> I, thought, I thought you were done that. I just, <laughs> disgusting. 
Um, I've just Googled uh, the Newcastle takeover. Um, yeah. Uh, the, the recapper's PIF bid continues to wait for Premier League approval. We're waiting for Premier League approval again. Oh, Premier League. Yes, it's back. It's back. It's back. Um, we went through the dates. We went through the season um, dates last week, didn't we? Yeah, we also went through the opening... Did we go through the opening games? We did go through the opening games. It's like 100 games an hour, isn't it? Something like that. It says 100 <laughs> games an hour. I think the first game is Aston Villa. Oh, he's searching back in his memory banks right now. Uh, Aston Villa, Man City are playing on that opening day as well. So, so it, it, it's the it's the... And so is Sheffield United. Is he is he Aston Villa versus Arsenal, Sheffield United versus Man City? No, the other way around. Aston Villa versus uh, Sheffield United, um, Man City v Arsenal. So that it's all it all starts the week that the shops start to open again. Isn't it? It's from the fifteenth. Yeah. I think it's like this is like the seventeenth. Something the matches are, aren't they? Um, yeah. But it's like hundred matches a day just to try and uh, make up for stuff. Well, um, with. With the, the the football league starting again, um, Formula One starting again as well. Yeah. Um, so on the sorry, you were just saying. So the Premier League that is Friday eight pm, Saturday twelve thirty three five and eight, and it kicks back off on the seventeenth. Yeah, the of Wednesday. June yeah. With those two games, and then it puts them all square. Uh, onto 29 matches and then the next games are the 19th to 21st of June and then everybody plays yeah we've got fixtures up until the 2nd of July they're all the ones in place up until the 2nd of July um, and then there's a whole bunch of cancelled ones that I've just scrolled into <laughs> uh, yeah well the Formula Formula 1 starts Formula again. 1 uh, which you know they they were scheduled to start in March and then it all just Why got is that cancelled, cancelled. Uh, because when the weekend they were scheduled to start they had a load of people test positive for COVID nineteen so they just stopped oh fair enough stopped. Um, but uh, I mean you've got to think it's not just like two drivers and two cars it's the whole team and you know what I mean it's the, the team behind the scenes and they're all working closely together and and all that so you know they've had to fuel test negative. Well, that, that's the one. Do you know what? Right, uh, there was a there was another UFC card last night which I haven't watched, um, but it's something that Joe Rogan said when he was um, watching the weigh-ins because the fighters are doing the the you know the weigh-in poses and the the you know they put the fists up and for for the press, the fighters yeah. are wearing face masks while they do the poses for the press. And Joe Rogan's like, that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. They're literally, in 24 hours' time, going to go and, and fight each other in yeah. a cage. It's ridiculous. But the other thing is, is every single person involved in the production of the um, of the event all gets tested. Um, and, and not last night's event, the one before, uh, one of the one of the fighters, um, was it Edson Barbosa? Might have been Edson Barbosa, I'm not sure. Uh, or Jacare Souza is one of the two. Um, got um, tested positive for COVID nineteen, so obviously he's boom, he's gone, he's away. He can't, he can't do the show. Uh, his fight's off. Uh, but everybody else tested negative, and they said to Joe Rogan, "When you get in the octagon to interview the fighters post fight, you need to socially distance from them." And he just went, "Well, I'm not going to." Um, it's pointless. We've all tested negative for COVID nineteen. Every we're all negative for COVID nineteen. Yeah, 
I'm going to get in there and interview him. And he said, because I need to look into the fighter's eyes. I need to see the emotion that he's got so I can interview them properly. Um, I'm not socially distancing. They made the commentary team sit on three opposite sides of, of the cage. They're not allowed to sit together. They have to sit with like cameras so they can see each other, and the cameras and TV and monitors for the uh, for the fight. And they couldn't actually sit together and commentate. But they've all tested negative. They know the What's negative. The then? It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. Um, but yeah, with the with I'd imagine you know, the same with with the F one year. If everybody if everybody's testing negative, then surely it can go ahead. Now I believe it's going to be in empty stadiums. Uh, empty courses there's no no crowd uh it's just going to be the cars driving but um they've announced eight races now i'm excited i love the f1 i'm excited about this uh but to make up for time because like i say it should have started in march they've had no races so far uh, they're actually doing double races in austria and great britain um and they're doing them in three week blocks now last year they used to do i think there was maybe once a season a three-week block of races so every weekend for three weeks there was a race and last year it got too much apparently doing one like because they used to do like two weeks a race and then a race and then they'd have a break apparently that was too much so the the they were doing a race miss a weekend then a race then miss a weekend and then they might yeah. do two on the bounce um then they have the big summer break as well well they're actually doing three week blocks so they're doing two races in austria it starts july well the race days starts july the 5th they'll have to do the qualifying everything but so july the 5th they're in austria july the 12th they're in austria and then july 19th they're in budapest uh, in hungary then they have a week off and then they're going to do the 2nd of august the 9th of august at silverstone and then they're going to do the 16th of august in spain barcelona um, and then they're going to have a week off, and then they're going to do Belgium on the 30th, and then they're going to do Italy on the 6th of September. Um, no other races have been announced yet. I'm happy that it's back. Um, and they've also gone on record to say that if a driver tests positive for COVID-19, they are not going to cancel the race. It's up to the team to use the reserve driver. So the driver, they will they will put things into place so the driver can quarantine, uh, whether that be in a hotel, whether that be wherever, but they'll put something into place where the driver can quarantine, and it's up to the team to then use a reserve driver. They won't be cancelling any of the races, apparently. That's nice. Hmm. Well, let's see how many people test positive for COVID-19. Like, but, you know. 16 do, and yeah. they will just cancel it. As just, soon as Hamilton does. Just canceled. four cars driving around. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they've been doing the you've got Lewis Hamilton yeah you've got Alonso's Nan they've put, you've got they, you know da, da, David, <laughs> David Coulthard David Coulthard and David Damon Hill are doing commentary they've had to shout them like come on lads like dust yourselves off <laughs> Gary Lineker's now doing commentary in F1 yeah. on, because everybody in commentary is now driving do you know what I'd watch that the Eccleston's daughter's got a car I'd watch F1 Legends you know what I mean? Get a bunch of guys that haven't been in cars for 20 years and just chuck them in the That'd new cars. That'd be a good programme. F1 Legends. F1 League. Legends. That'd be ace. Just 10 of them or something, not 20, just yeah, 10. Yeah, that'd be good. He'd you be in mean? there. Um, cool Todd, definitely. He could get Mansell he... out. Do you know what? I think I think somebody like Coulthard and Warner would probably win as well because that guy can that guy can still race. I've seen him do Coulthard, some exhibition stuff. Uh, Mark Webber. Manson. Get Mark Webber and he's retired. Um um, What's that guy who looks like Coldplay? Button. 
Jensen Button, yeah. Yeah, that'd be nice. But has he been then again, have Weber and Button been retired for long enough? Do we need to go back to yeah. like, you know, Mika, yeah, yeah. Mika been crap for long enough now. Rubens Barrichello, get get some of them in, you know what I mean? Yeah, it'd be cool, man. Alan Prost. Yeah. Maybe not maybe not that far back. <laughs> no, you'd never get round the corner. Fuck it, just put um just put thing in. Um <laughs> Um I got I can't remember his name. The Scottish guy. McRace. Oh, that's gonna do my tits in. Oh well, never mind. I'll I'll McLeod. <laughs> Connor McLeod of the Clan McLeod. <laughs> Connor McLeod of the Clan McLeod. Um Driving for McLeod of cigarettes. <clears throat> yeah, that'll that'll do me fucking head and I can't remember that guy's name. That's really, really bad of me in F1 fan. This happens to me all the time. I just black out and can't remember people's names. So yeah, super excited for the F one. That's it. that's coming back as well. Um apart from that. I think that's pretty much it for this week, Cleon. Are we wrapping it up, brother? We're wrapping it up. I think we've covered everything. I mean, I'm pretty Whoop. pretty certain we haven't, but yeah, fuck it. We've covered yeah. everything for this week. That'll do. Yeah. That'll do. Uh, I have other rants, but it's nothing worth mentioning. Nothing that can't wait. Nothing that can't wait. Nothing that week. can't wait. Don't want to burn ourselves out. Crikey. No. I no. Do. Got to do more shows than this one. Fucking oh, hell. I've got videos and pictures and stuff, do you? Oh, <gasps> no awesome uh big thank you to everybody that listens in week in and week out you guys are awesome don't forget to subscribe to the show subscriptions uh are super super helpful for us um and uh, leave us a review um if you use apple podcasts leave us a review um I, I don't know if there's reviews on any other platforms but apple Podcasts you can definitely leave reviews so leave us a review if you like the show uh we'd really appreciate that share us out amongst your friends and your family spread the word for us we're available wherever podcasts are available including apple podcasts including spotify we're on stitcher uh we're on pocket casts we're on google podcasts and uh, if you don't use uh, oh, we're on spotify i don't know if i said spotify um if uh, if you if you do if you don't use podcast apps but you use YouTube, you can listen on YouTube as well. So if you just use like YouTube through your TV or through your cable box, something like that, all the shows are uploaded to YouTube as well. Just search Shingler's List Podcast from anything that you want to listen to us on and you will find us. If you do struggle, just get in touch. You can get in touch uh, with us on Twitter. It's at Shingler's List PC. Uh, you can follow me at Shingler MVOC. You can follow Cleon at KL Bewley. And you can find us on Facebook. It is uh, facebook.com forward slash Shingler's List Podcast. You guys are awesome. And we will see you next time. <laughs>